Welcome to the Unscripted Podcast. I'm your host, Nick, and I'm here to teach you how to find joy, even in the hardest times, and to live the happiest, most fulfilled life you possibly can, while also having a positive impact on the world around you. Treat this podcast as your one-stop shop for all things personal development, health, business, and social justice. Without further delay, let's get unscripted. All right, guys, today we are talking about boundaries. This is probably my most requested topic. It is definitely the thing that comes up the most often in one-on-one coaching sessions. This is something that seems to be a universal challenge that a lot of people face. And I want to be clear that both men and women can struggle with boundaries. It's not something that is unique to a specific gender. However, it does seem to be like something that is more commonly uh, associated with women. The people who are primarily reaching out to me about this topic are usually women And therefore, some of the things that I'm going to talk about and address today are going to be more focused on that because that seems to be where the greater need is. But there are men that I know that struggle with this as well. Um, I think just social norms paint women as nurturers. We're the caregivers. We're the support staff. We're the people who are expected to always put the needs of others above the needs of ourselves. And that isn't right. It shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't be something that affects one gender more than another. But this is the reality of what living in our society, you know, produces. So we're going to chat about this a little bit. Um, I will say that boundaries and establishing boundaries and improving on your boundaries is a process. Like everything I talk about, this is not something that you are going to wake up tomorrow and be exceptional with. Change is a process and it usually happens in very small increments at a time. And it's really important that you acknowledge your small wins along the way. I always recommend whenever you're trying to change uh, some aspect of your personality that has been ingrained in you from childhood, that you keep track of that process and write your small wins in a journal. Every time you establish a boundary with someone, every time you say no, jot it down, keep track of it. And then, you know, weeks and months or years down the line, you can look back and reflect on the progress that you've made in this area. Because when we make changes a little bit at a time, it can be easy to get discouraged. It could be really challenging to give ourselves grace. Um, We can beat ourselves up when we have setbacks. And it can be something that we don't necessarily recognize in the moment how far we've grown. So tracking the process is so important to really ingrain that habit and then also to continue to keep yourself motivated, to continue to keep yourself encouraged, to 
keep at it and trust that you are making progress even if you don't see it at the time. Another thing that I love about tracking our boundary setting in a journal, having it in writing somewhere, is because one of the primary reasons why people struggle with establishing boundaries is because they are very concerned about how the other person is going to react to them. It's usually a people-pleasing thing. And they don't want to upset someone, they are worried about starting a confrontation, and they have built up a story in their head about how that person's going to react. So one of the things I love about tracking this is you can track when you've said no, when you've established a boundary, and then you can track the positive outcomes that came from you doing that. And you can also keep track of how people react. A lot of times we create this story in our head about what we assume someone's reaction is going to be, but the reality is usually not something that's as severe as the you know story that we've created in our heads. So reflecting on that, being honest about that, and keeping track of that will help you build that confidence and help that feel like less of a scary thing that you're trying to tackle in the future. Um, Another thing that people really struggle with with establishing boundaries is the guilt. They feel like they're bad or they're selfish or that they're wrong in some way when they are capable of doing something, when someone asks something of them that they actually can physically do for them, but they just don't want to do it, they don't feel like they have the authority or the right to be able to tell that person no. And so I want to dive into that as well, because that is something that is a muscle that you have to strengthen because it does not come naturally. I struggled with this a lot. Um, I definitely improved a lot on it over the years. My primary struggle has always been with work. I've had a really hard time establishing boundaries with my professional career. I've always been that person that has been praised for always being available, um, always being on top of things, answering the phone, you know, seven days a week into the evening, whenever things needed to get done, whenever anybody needed me, I would be there. And you guys know words of affirmation is one of my primary love languages. So I kind of fed into that in an unhealthy way because I appreciated, you know, the gratitude and the praise that I received. But I had to really separate the uh, emotion that I would get and the pat on the back from what was actually healthy for me long-term and also what was best for my business long-term, what was best for my employees long-term, what was best for my boss long-term. And I think that that's kind of a conflicting um, ideal that people kind of get wrapped up in because they think that being supportive, being there for people, showing up anytime someone asks anything of you is what makes you a good person, what makes you a good employee, a good boss, a good mom, a good spouse, a good daughter, right? Showing up for people whenever they need or ask something of you is what we associate with being good. 
But let's talk about the difference between quality and quantity. We are human beings. And I know sometimes as mothers, especially working mothers, we we convince ourselves that we're superhuman. And a lot of times we are asked to become superhuman, <laughs> but that's not the case. We are human. None of us have special superhuman powers and we have limits. We have limits. Our bodies are only capable of giving so much and our mental and emotional bandwidth has limits to it. We can only give what we have available to give. And if we exceed that, then the quality of output that we are giving to the world is not something that's typically going to be aligned with our values as a person and our integrity and how we want to show up for other people. So how this would manifest for me at work is I was always available. I was checking my email constantly. If my phone rang at 11 o'clock at night or on a Sunday or at 7 a.m. on a Saturday morning, I always answered. I was always there to help people, to solve problems, to put out fires. And this led to a decline in my health, a decline in my energy, but also a decline in the way that I was able to show up for the staff that I valued and I loved. What should have been a relationship that fulfilled me because I'm naturally someone who loves to help and loves to assist people and be there for them and hear out their problems and help them find solutions. That should be something that would feed that for me and make me, you know, feel fulfilled and like I'm living into my purpose ended up being a huge source of resentment for me. And I would find that I would be in situations when someone legit would need me, when someone would have a serious issue or they were really struggling with something mentally or emotionally. And I did not have the patience to be the support system that I wished I could be for them. I, you know, wasn't able to control um, my resentment or my responses would be shorter and less thoughtful than what they should be. Or I wasn't able to approach the conversation with curiosity and allow them to really share their story and really get a good understanding with what was going on and how I could best support them because my bandwidth was gone. I immediately would jump into fix-it mode instead of letting them get feel heard, instead of letting them talk through whatever they needed to go through, instead of really understanding what their problem was, what their ask was of me, and how I could best be a support system for them, I felt that I was rushing that process, and therefore my intentions were not coming across to the other person the way that I was meaning them. I was having a conversation with someone last week and we were talking about, you know, what is the greatest misconception that people have of you? And I don't know that this is true for me today, but it was definitely true for me like a year ago and then the 12 years before that. And the greatest misconception that I get often is that I am very intimidating, that I come across as very cold, um, that I come across as not caring or not loving, 
And that really is something that always kind of struck me because it was never something that felt true to me in my heart. In my heart, I knew that I care so much about people and I want what's best for them and I want to help them and to, you know, guide them and to create their best life with them. That is something that's so true to me that it was really hard for me to reckon with the fact that other people felt that way. And so I had to really be honest about how do I come across? How patient am I with the people that I claim to love and claim to want to help? What, uh, as much as I think that I'm controlling my words and being really diligent about how, what I'm saying and, you know, how I'm showing up, when you're burnt out, when you're feeling resentment, when you do not have patience, it shows. It comes across in your facial expressions. It comes across in your body language. You are not getting over on anybody. Like as much as we think that we're able to put that smile on our face and fake it with the people around us, people know when you are being genuine and people know when you are forcing it. And when you're forcing it, they tend to think that it's because you don't care or you don't want to help or they make up whatever story that they make up about that. We all know this to be true. If people are not presented with facts, if they don't have insight, if you do not communicate with them, they will create their own stories to fill in the gaps. And a lot of times those stories are not going to represent what your truth is. So when you're coming across that way, that is something that people create their own stories about. When the reality is, is deep down in your heart, you want to show up for them the best way that you can. You want to help them, but you do not have the bandwidth in order to do that effectively. So let's dive into that a little bit more and the importance of establishing that bandwidth and being at a place to where when people show up and they they need you, you have the capability to show up for them. And that was something that I struggled with a lot in leadership, specifically with work, because I was depleting myself. I was making myself so available all the time and creating these justifications in my mind about why I needed to do that or adhering to other people's expectations of me that I should continue to do that. And I wasn't able to be the type of leader that I really hoped to be because of that. So when, come, when it comes to work, I know a lot of people feel this way, especially when you're in a leadership position, especially if you're working in a business that is open outside of your normal working hours. So my business in particular is open seven days a week from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. And obviously, I'm not on the clock during all those hours, but that does not mean that things don't happen during the hours that I'm clocked out. So I had to really decide, okay, what systems do I need to put in place? And then what expectations am I forcing on myself that are just not realistic and maybe also not necessary? 
a lot of times we convince ourselves that we need to be everything to everyone and that everyone expects that of us, but that's not usually the case. I noticed when I started to back out a little bit at a time that shit didn't hit the fan the way I assumed it would. If I don't answer my phone, people figure out their own solutions to whatever the problem was. Like when you give people the opportunities to work through things, they're more than capable of doing it. You are doing people a disservice by constantly giving them the answers, by constantly always making yourself available to solve their problem. You're enabling them to not be able to handle that themselves. And when you take a step back and allow people to do their jobs and allow people to critically think through solutions and how they can fix things when you're not there to solve it for them, it not only increases their confidence, but it also gives them more opportunities in life in general. Everybody can benefit by learning new skills, by being able to critically think through things. It not only makes them more attractive from a business perspective and maybe makes them eligible for promotions and things like that, but it's helpful in life in general, even if you're dealing with a personal relationship. You do people a disservice by always showing up for them when they do not specifically need you to do so. You have to give people the opportunities to work through things themselves so that they can believe that they can and that they can prevent further problems in their lives down the line by strengthening that muscle and being able to do that. So that's a huge thing. I also always tell people when you're struggling with telling someone no, think about it as I can tell this person no and that can mean that I can tell someone else yes. A no to this request could be a yes to something more meaningful, something that truly is needed by me or something that I would feel fulfilled doing. I think that a lot of times people get so caught up with wanting to say yes, 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 and they do not take the time to really consider the impact of that yes, whether or not they are capable mentally or emotionally of executing that. And then, you know, If that yes is going to be something that's going to strengthen that relationship with that person or hinder it, if the yes will bring about resentment, the answer absolutely always needs to be no. It needs to be no. You cannot say yes and then feel resentful afterwards. You are doing that person a disservice. You're doing yourself a disservice and you're doing the relationship in general a disservice every time you do that. At that point, it is not that person's fault. It's on you. You put yourself in that position. You strained the relationship. You are responsible for the emotions that you feel because of that. And so that is so important to keep in mind and just understand that saying no isn't something that should ever hinder a relationship or destroy a relationship if that relationship is something that was meant for you to begin with. You will notice that when you start to say no, we all know that we teach people how to treat us, right? So people get really used to the people that we currently are. And when you start to grow and evolve and switch things up on them, 
they may freak out a little bit. And that is 100% okay. We shouldn't fear that freak out. We shouldn't, you know, think there's anything wrong with that freak out. Like, it will happen. You should expect it and just understand that it's temporary while they're getting used to the changes that you're putting out there. Um, And anybody who cares about you, who is in the relationship with you for good reasons, will be happier long term with you establishing a boundary with them with you putting up walls that allow you to be the best person that you can be Um, think about it in terms of how you view your relationship the people that you love the people that you care about you would never want to do anything to intentionally harm them right you would never want to cross a boundary and not be made aware of it you would never want to put that on someone you know we're in relationships with people that we love and we want to be the best that we can for them well our loved ones feel the same way about us they don't want to trample on us they don't want to intentionally cross boundaries they want to be made aware of where our lines are so that they know how to cross them and if you have people in your life who do not feel that way who do not want to be made aware of your boundaries who do not have interests and you know you standing up for what's best for you then maybe they aren't the right people for your life maybe that's a deeper conversation that you need to have When you're evaluating that relationship and thinking, you know, does this relationship serve me? Is this relationship something that's elevating the quality of my life? Is this relationship something that's mutually beneficial? Um, Is this something where this person is always asking more of me than what they give me in return? And those are kind of questions that you want to consider. Those are also good questions to go through if you find yourself saying no in order to avoid resentment. If you know, hey, I can't say yes to this because I'm going to be resentful as fuck, so I'm going to say no, do an inventory of that. Why would saying yes make me resentful? Is it because of this specific person? Is it because of some deeper conversation that needs to be had, some uncomfortable conversation that I'm avoiding? Or is it just simply that it's bad timing? I'm tired. I have way too much going on. You know, is it because of external factors? Doing that evaluation will help you to not put yourself in those situations moving forward and also put yourself in a position to make sure that the people in your life that are asking things of you are people who are deserving of that ask. Um, So definitely consider that. Anytime you find yourself feeling resentful or feeling like you need to put up a harsh boundary with a specific person. But if people who are in your life do not respond initially the way that you think that they should, give it time and just understand that change is hard for everybody. You know, they were used to things being a certain way and now they need to get used to things being different. And that's all. And, you know, over time, it does get easier. People then learn how to treat you and what to expect of you. And you'll find that those conversations, those awkward conversations will have to be more infrequent and you won't have to uh, 
you know, reinforce it as often because people will learn what it is that you need and what's okay and what's not okay. But the reality is, is that, you know, as much as people may have the best intentions, nobody knows what's going on inside your head. Nobody knows your needs unless you're willing to voice it. So it's always important to figure out what it is that you need and what's going to allow you to show up as your best self. And then that you are actively communicating that with the people around you so that they know what to expect and how to best support you. I just want to touch base on this over and over and over again. I don't think we can talk about it enough because it is something, like I said, that isn't going to feel good at first. It goes against our human nature of wanting to show up for other people, but we have to understand that the needs and wants of others are not any more important than your needs and wants. I'm going to repeat that one more time. Your needs and wants are just as important as the needs and wants of everybody else in your life. And when you put yourself at the top of your priority list, when you put your boundaries at the top of your priority list, you will better show up for everybody else around you. You will. And those things, you know, can be simple things that you know enable you to show up as your best self. I've talked about this before. For me, it's very, very clear. I need to work out every morning. I need to get my workout in. If it's sunny outside and not freezing or snowing or raining, I need to get an outdoor walk-in. That's a must. And any day that I'm able to get an, an afternoon nap in my schedule, it happens. And it happens without apology. It happens without consideration of anything else that needs to be done. If I can fit it into my schedule, if my workload is light enough that I can get it done, it will 100% happen. And when I started making those no compromise things, it took time before it started feeling good. It took time before I stopped feeling guilty about it. But when you prioritize yourself, you'll be able to slowly reap the rewards of seeing how you show up with integrity in your relationships with other people. I have more patience for my children. I have more patience when something crazy, unexpected happens at work that really throws my entire day off, right? And the plan that I had set in place of what I needed to get done that day goes to shit. I can show up as my best self. I can show up for the people who really need my compassion and my empathy. And I have that to give freely. I have it to give freely. I don't have to force it. I don't have to, you know, reach for my superhuman powers to try to power through. The more that you are able to prioritize yourself, the better you will show up for the people around you. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope this was helpful. And, you know, like I said, we'll continue to chat about this and it'll be a process. Give yourself grace and just know that you are never wrong for being honest about what it is that you want and need 
and that you cannot give to others what you don't have to give. So you have to put yourself at the top of your priority list in order to be able to show up and give to others the way that you want to. And that wraps up today's chat. Thank you for letting me get unscripted with you. If you want to support the show, make sure to subscribe, share with friends, and give the show a five-star rating. If you're looking to get unscripted more than just once per week, be sure to connect with me on Instagram for exclusive content at Nick, N-I-K underscore unscripted.